Hello and welcome to the Ending Body Burnout Show. We are your hosts, Chris and Philly, co-founders of a multi-award winning functional medicine practice, serving busy people with energy, mood and gut issues. While busyness, addictive doing, people pleasing and perfectionism might be the norm, it's not normal and it's a major contributor to health issues. Our goal with this show is to give you a holistic root, root cause approach to healing your body so that you don't have to continue doctor or diet hopping or popping a gazillion supplements hoping something might stick. So get ready to heal your body, get your spark back, deeply connect with yourself and step into the life of your dreams. Let's Let's dive dive in. Hello, welcome to the potty. It is almost Christmas time, which I'm so excited about because I love Christmas, but I know that a lot of people find it really overwhelming and stressful and maybe sad and can bring up a whole heap of triggers. So today I wanted to talk into this topic. I'm here on my own doing a solo episode uh, because I think it's a really important topic to talk about and and especially how your how you can tune into your body to understand the trigger signals that your body is sending you and how you can essentially communicate to them to switch them off, which is a big part of what we do in our ending body burnout method with our clients. And if you're a long-term listener of the podcast, you know that we bang on about this all the time. We want to get to the deepest root and we want to help our people, including you, the listener, to develop a deep and loving and connected relationship with yourself so that you know, you know if you're feeling uncomfortable sensations in your body, be that physical symptoms or emotional symptoms, you know why they're there and also how you can take action, which will then turn off the symptoms so that you can live a beautiful, healthy, vibrant life and and have your spark back. So before we get into the topic, I just thought um, I'd love to gift you a little, well, I guess it's not really a gift. Oh, well, yeah, it is. It's, Jessen, can you cut that out? Before we get into today's podcast, if you haven't got a copy of my book yet, The Ending or Ending Body Burnout, and you would like it for yourself or even to gift it to a loved one and you're a little bit of a last minute shopper, I'm going to pop in the show note links a link to the book where you can purchase the book. I'm going to add a coupon code there for people who would like to pick it up locally so it will deduct the postage off it. And also for those who would like it post, I'm going to chuck in free postage. So there's no coupon code for that. Anyone who orders the book before Christmas will receive express post at no additional cost. So there's a little incentive for you if you haven't yet got my book or if you have and you love it and you want to spread the healing love to your loved ones, I am saying love a lot, (laughs) then hit the link in the show notes or just go to Chris and Philly slash uh, sorry Chris and Philly dot FM slash book. Okay. 
So let's get into today's topic. So uh, Christmas memes. Who loves a good meme? A good little laugh. Now, there are a lot of Christmas memes that I'm seeing floating around on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I want to read a few that I came across that are kind of funny and memes are also funny because they also hold quite a lot of truth in them. The stress of trying to have a happy holiday is more than I can handle. I hope you like your gift. Shopping for it has created debilitating stress. This year, I'm secretly stuffing the turkey with Prozac so we can finally have a stress-free holiday. Okay, so these are kind of funny. Do any of these resonate with you? You're probably having a little chuckle because you're like, yeah, actually, like it is so close to Christmas. I'm feeling really stressed and overwhelmed. Um, Isn't it supposed to be like joyful and relaxing? I don't feel it. So if that is you, I think you're really going to enjoy this podcast episode. If that's not you, then... Have a listen still because this will help you to just really understand why you get triggered or overwhelmed in the first place, regardless of whether it's Christmas that's triggering you or some other thing in your life. Okay, so what's underneath these triggers? So why is the festive season so overwhelming and triggering for a lot of people? Well, I'm pretty sure we all know and we think about commercialism. It's like things just get really busy and crazy because we're buying lots of gifts. We have to buy more and do more and do more extravagant things on top of our regular life. There's also the hustle culture that occurs all year round, but I see this a lot with business owners or or yeah, people in a workplace that kind of like shuts down over Christmas, New Year's period, where they are hustling harder than what they have been because they need to do all the things before Christmas comes and it's almost like the nervous system feels like the world is about to end if they don't get the to-do list done. So these are quite common general reasons why we often feel more overwhelmed during Christmas. But I want to dig into that because that's kind of just like surface level stuff. My big question is, well, why, why have we created it like this in the first place? Why has human nature in our Western world created this stress and turmoil that can occur before Christmas? Now, if you follow us, Uh, you would know that we love working with busy people with addictive doing patterns, people pleasing, perfectionism, high achieving, on the go, 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 struggle to relax. And so if you resonate with any of these patterns, then Christmas time can really amp up these, these patterns. So if we think about busy, busyness and addictive doing patterns, well, Christmas just adds more onto the to-do list. You've already got stuff that you have to do for the kids and the home and work or business. Now you're also adding in Christmas shopping and working out what you're going to cook for the family and maybe organizing social events or going to a bucket load of social events or to school events. And so the already to-do list for an addictive doer gets bigger and bigger and bigger during Christmas time. So that can be a trigger for people. People who run people-pleasing patterns can also get 
more triggered or their triggers can be and their patterns can show up in a more amplified way leading up to and during Christmas. If you think about gift giving, social events, doing kind acts for others, for people who who have this programming of people pleasing, which they might not even be aware of, these things can be really stressful. Um, gift giving, for example, if you're a people pleaser, you could you could take a lot of time, both like in shops or online shopping, and a lot of mental energy trying to think of the most perfect gift that will please and bring joy to your loved one. Now, nothing's bad until it is, but if you're getting burnt out because you're trying to find the most beautiful gift or create or make the most beautiful gift so that this person will validate you to say, oh my goodness, thank you so much, I love the gift, then that's really stressful and triggering for people pleasers. Um, also, on the flip side, the a lot of energy can get burnt up thinking, what if they don't like this? What if they don't, okay, well, I won't get that present. I'll get this. What if, what if my kids are going to open up Santa Claus presents and not be happy with them? I'm going to be the worst mum ever. So people pleasers are looking for external validation constantly because they're not giving validation to themselves. And same thing could go with social events. If you're putting on one or if you're taking part in one, then you want to overgive. Generally, people are overdoing to try and please other people. Um, saying yes, 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 yes can amplify during Christmas time as well, where there's more events, more things going on. And so rather than um, being able to check in with the body and the mind and the calendar and, you know, feeling like, actually, no, I can't do that. People pleasers will continue to say yes until they're burnt out um, and feeling inadequate. And that can cause a lot of triggers during Christmas time. The last pattern I want to talk about is perfectionism. So perfectionism is really common for people with body burnout um, and also can amplify during Christmas. So if again, you're putting on an event or you're making a Christmas pudding or you're doing Elf on the Shelf for the kids every day, perfectionists will try and do that 110%. They'll try and do the perfect event. They'll try and make the perfect pudding. They'll try and be the most perfect mother or father to give their kids the best experience for Christmas. Um, and that is exhausting also because, again, perfectionism or perfectionists are trying to get external validation to say, well, when I can do these things, when I can achieve these things, when I do these things well, then I feel good about myself. Then I feel okay as a human being. And when I do well, I can continue hiding my greatest fear about myself, which often comes back to some iteration of not being good enough or being less than or lacking or being inadequate. Perfectionism can also come in, like if we're talking about health and nutrition, it can come, it can be really amplified during Christmas time because you're going to all the events. Um, you've got Christmas Day, you've got the puddings, the meringues, the um, the wine, the alcohol, whatever it is. And if you've been trying to eat healthy 
Um, and then suddenly you've got all these temptations around you and you eat the Christmas pudding. Perfectionists are often all or nothing. So it's like, ah, I ate the thing. I hate myself. Well, I may as well just eat all the things because I've ruined it and I'll just start my diet again in January, my New Year's resolution. Or you might eat the thing and you feel so guilty and so full of shame that you are really fearful around being in social events and around food. So Christmas, again, can show up as a pretty big trigger in this respect during um, leading up to Christmas. Okay, so how do, how do these triggers show up in the body and the emotions? So definitely um, triggers can show up symptomatically in the body as physical symptoms. And if you're a chronic illness sufferer, if you're someone who has had physical symptoms, whether that's fatigue, gut issues, um, autoimmunity, skin flare-ups, all that sort of stuff, then your unconscious mind, which makes up 95% of our mind, which is also controlling every body system and every thought and feeling that we have, the way that the unconscious mind speaks to us is through the body. And what I find is that for people who develop a lot of physical symptoms, that is your main way that your unconscious mind and your higher self is trying to communicate to you. Um, so during Christmas, leading up to Christmas, you could have an eruption, a flare up or an exacerbation of physical symptoms. And that is what I would call a trigger, a Christmas trigger. And that's something to be mindful of and don't just wipe it away as, oh, it's just stress. There's so much going on. It's just stress because it's never just stress. It's actually a message coming from your system in some way you feel unsafe and so therefore one must listen to it in order to be able to get the message so that the body can return back to calm and go back to being symptom free. Another way that the that triggers can show up are definitely in the emotions and feelings in the body. Um, so that might be anxiety, overwhelm, feeling really stressed, feeling really dysregulated, maybe even shut down, low mood, anger, frustration. Or sometimes it's not necessarily an emotion you can name, but it's just a feeling of disease or tension in the body. These are signs that you have been triggered and also that these emotions or these sensations are trapped in your body and if they're not listened to at some point, they burn the body systems out and they show up as physical symptoms later on down the track. So we want to listen to our triggers and the way well, we want to listen to our symptoms and then understand how we've been triggered so that we can self-regulate and heal and continue living a healthy life. Another reason, a more unknown reason as to why we get triggered during Christmas time is the inner child might be showing up. So before the age of seven, we create unconscious core beliefs about ourselves. So every child 
is very egocentric. So they're always asking what happened and what does it mean about me? Now, back in the day, in the past, before the age of seven, if something distressing happened to the child, generally the child will then say, will create a distressing belief about themselves. Um, I didn't get the present that I wanted from mum. That's what happened. And then what does it mean about me? It must mean that she doesn't love me. And so therefore, I'm not lovable. I'm unlovable. That's an unconscious core belief that a child can create before the age of seven. And so Christmas is really interesting because it can actually trigger unprocessed or unreprogrammed unconscious core beliefs that you created as a child. And Christmas is a big trigger for that because often people are catching up with their family of origin um, or or they're playing out, um, what's the word, traditions that they may have done when they were younger. And so if there's this little inner child inside of you who is saying, in your unconscious state, this is where it's all held, who doesn't feel like she is loved or that she is lovable or that she is weak and incapable or that she is inadequate or damaged or replaceable, then things can happen around you during Christmas time that just continue triggering and pressing on those deeper wounds, those deeper root causes. So I want to, I'm actually going to give you a a story. I'm going to tell a story about something that happened to me last Christmas to really just capture what I'm talking about there um, with the the inner child and pressing on deeper wounds and then showing up as patterns and triggers. Um, So last year was a pretty big transformational year for me in terms of really healing really deeply reprogramming deeper unconscious core beliefs, clearing trauma um, and learning to reconnect with myself and have a deep and loving relationship with myself. And so when Christmas time came, I felt pretty awesome. Like I had a good couple of months where I just felt so relaxed, so chilled Everything was um, manifesting in my life and in my health and in my body. Um, I was symptom free. I was feeling really good. And leading into Christmas, I was just so happy. Um, So, so happy. And so something interesting happened. So given that, I did not come into Christmas feeling stressed or overwhelmed. I came into Christmas last year feeling really at peace with myself. And then, so we generally do quite a big Christmas with my siblings and mum and dad and all the grandkids. There's quite a lot of people and movement from Christmas to New Year's. We're pretty much doing stuff every day with extended family and it is beautiful. And what I found was um, every day, so Christmas Eve happened, every day after that, I started getting reflux or heartburn. Now you might've heard my heartburn story, which is connected to histamine intolerance and solved it once with functional medicine, doing like supplements, diets, came back again during COVID. This time, nothing physical improved it until I actually worked on deeper 
dysfunctional beliefs that I had about myself and then it switched off. So anyway, this had erupted again and I'm like, where? Oh, I thought I'd solved this. Why is this here? But I knew enough about my body and how it communicated that the heartburn was actually a, a safety signal. It's like in some way you feel unsafe, in some way you've broken rapport with yourself, in some way um, you're no longer trusting yourself. And so my first thought though when it erupted was like, well, you know, I have been eating all the things. Um, I've been, you know, eating pavlova and cream and dairy and I hadn't been eating dairy for a really long time um, because my body was really reactive to it. But last Christmas, uh, last year, I was eating it again, fine. Um, but, you know, so initially I was just like, oh, yeah, I think it's just the dairy. I've been eating a lot of gluten as well and, yeah, processed foods and quite a bit of sugar. I mean, I'm not binging on it, but yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, the food's probably just affecting my digestion. What What was interesting though is every day after that when, you know, <laughs> like diet kind of went back to normal, the heartburn was getting worse and worse and worse to the point that I experienced the worst heartburn of my life and I'd been you know when did heartburn start it would have started in my teen years so this is decades of having heartburn and last Christmas it felt like it was the worst experience that I'd ever felt it got to the point where I felt like I had a big tennis ball in my throat and I actually had to start whispering I couldn't raise my voice louder than this because I felt like if I did, I would dislodge this tennis ball and my esophagus would come flying out of my mouth. It was that bad. And then it was uh, New Year's Day and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not food related. This is a message from the best part of me inside my unconscious in some telling me, trying to give me a message. And so what I did is I just, I pondered like for that whole day. I'm like, what is going on? What's going on? And at first I couldn't figure it out because I'd been having a wonderful experience. So much fun. Um, (laughs) Definitely no conflict with the family. Just having a really good, fun Christmas. But when I started looking at subtle patterns that I was playing out, I realized that I was actually being quite codependent with my siblings. I was showing up with patterns. So as a little girl, I was the middle child and I always felt like I was left out. That was kind of like part of my story and part of unconscious core beliefs that I created. And so I noticed that I was actually being quite needy to try and get into the cool group with my siblings. Got two older sisters, two younger brothers. And every morning I would like wake up and I'd text them and I'd say, what are you doing today? Um, Because I didn't want to get left out. And although this stuff was happening real subtly, I could actually start piecing the pieces together and I'm like, oh, that's, that's the little girl inside of me feeling triggered right now because... All of a sudden, I'm with my family of origin for the first time after doing deep reprogramming work. And my nervous system is like pressing on old wounds, old shadows. 
And my behavioral patterns were showing that. And when I realized that, I was like, whoa, okay. So I'm outsourcing to them. I felt like it was almost like I was outsourcing my need to be validated by them, by being included with them. Now, the funny thing is my siblings had no idea about this and I've actually never actually spoken about them. So Carly, Tony, Ty, Kate, if you're listening to this podcast, not sure if you are or if you do, um, there you go. That was what was happening. (laughs) So I realized these patterns and then that later that afternoon, the ball, the heartburn, the just intenseness in my throat was just getting worse and worse and worse. And so I laid down on my bed with one hand over my chest, one on my belly, and I just had a chat with myself. I'm like, and gave myself an effective apology. What did I do? Why did I do it? Have empathy for myself. And what's a believable plan? I won't do it again. And when I did that, like that was the course of action that I needed to take. I needed to apologize myself to be able to restore relationship with myself and to remind myself that I am enough, that I am strong, I am capable, I am loved because I give that love and validation to me. I don't need it from my siblings. And alongside of that, I made a choice. I made a decision that I wasn't going to go out for New Year's Eve with the rest of the family. I was going to stay at home with my husband and my two children and we were just going to do something nice and quiet together. And I felt like that was important too because I'd kind of been (laughs) ditching Chris and the kids during that week. I'm like, yeah, Chris, you'll be right to look after the kids while I go on like a full day hike with my siblings. Yeah, Chris, you'll be right to look after the kids while I go to the movies with my siblings. And in a way, I was disregarding and not including my beautiful little family during the Christmas season. So I did I did two things. I felt like there were two action steps I needed to take. One, an apology. Well, three, an awareness of how I broke rapport with myself, why the trigger was there, an effective apology to myself to rebuild my relationship with myself again. And three to actually do something physical um, in terms of saying no to going out to the New Year's Eve party. And the moment that I did those things while lying on the bed, the, the inflammation, the tennis ball, the heartburn just started slowly, slowly, slowly dissipating. And I could feel that it was relieving. It didn't go completely that night, but the next morning when I woke up, symptom-free because I'd listened to myself. I responded to the trigger. I understood what it was actually saying to me. And then I acted upon that so that I could feel safe inside my body again. And the reason why I wasn't feeling safe before was because I wasn't, I didn't have my own back. I was looking for external validation from other people and being really needy to to have their love. Ooh, got to know me quite personal there. <laughs> um, 
Now, I hope that's helpful because if you're feeling like kind of like really overwhelmed and triggered and you're like, I don't know what's going on and my body's flaring up and la da 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 that's just a really practical way that you can start understanding what your body is saying to you and how to listen to it so that you can then return back to calm and safety in your body, which then means you don't need to have physical symptoms. Um, I'd like to leave you with five real practical tips and steps to understanding and overcoming a triggering experience. This is the sort of stuff that we go deep with clients in our ending body burnout method, um, which by the way, the doors are open and they will be closing in a few weeks. So if you've been eyeing off our program, if you've read the book, if you've been listening to the podcast and you're like, you know what? I really want this holistic, deep root root cause approach. So I'm no longer just band-aiding, even naturally trying to just get a little bit of relief from my symptoms. I want to solve this for good. Then doors are open. So I'm going to pop in the links in the show notes um, how you can jump into the program. Now, give yourself the best Christmas present ever. It will change your life. Okay, so the five steps. So we'll call them the A, B, C, D, E sensation release. So A stands for aware, be aware. B stands for be thankful. C stands for causes. D is deliver deliver a believable plan and E is exit cleanly. So I'll explain briefly what these are and also how how I did it in terms of the story that I just told you. So A stands for awareness. Aware, acknowledge, allow and accept. So be aware of the sensations you are experiencing and allow them to be there and accept them to be there in the moment. We're not accepting to feel horrible for the rest of our lives. That is not what our body wants from us and the best part of ourselves wants from us, no. But the pain signal is there for a reason. So rather than trying to like hate on them or hate them away or force them away or just keep barging and being busy through life, just allow them to be there and accept them for being there as a message. Then be thankful. So all symptoms, physical symptoms, emotional symptoms, any sensation in the body are there to protect us or to meet a positive need. So how beautiful is that? Say thank you to this this symptom that you're experiencing and for the fact that it has been trying to keep you safe and that it's getting your attention. Pain is a great way to get our attention so that we can do something about it. So be thankful because if we didn't have this amazing communication pathway in our body, then we'd probably all get cancer without knowing it (laughs) or walk in front of a truck or walk into a really toxic relationship. And then also remind it, the symptom, the sensation in the body that it's safe to try a new way, that you're listening, you're aware and now you're going to try a new way to respond to it so that you no longer need that pain signal anymore. So then third is C, causes. 
So identify what actually caused the symptom or the sensation to be triggered in the first place. Did you break rapport with yourself? Did you start believing old beliefs and stories again? Um, like for me, for example, it was, it was, yeah, the conversation that I had and piecing together the way that I was really subtly being needy, trying to push my way into the middle of the cool kids of my siblings feeling like I needed to try really hard to feel like I fit in or belonged or that I was loved. Um, that was the cause. That was the cause. My behavior was the cause. And in the, and what I was doing was breaking rapport with myself, but was saying, yeah, you don't really matter that much. You actually have to have someone else to tell you that you matter. Um, so I was starting to believe old stories again. And then D, the fourth step is deliver a believable plan. So take action based on the cause. It might be as simple as a heartfelt apology to yourself or to someone else. So for me, it was the apology to myself, but it was also taking action in the real world of saying no to the New Year's Eve event and staying at home with my little family and just chilling out because <laughs> it had been a very big week of fun stuff. And my body was kind of overstimulated from that. And then the last step is exit cleanly. So once you've taken action, the emotion or sensation or physical symptom, the symptom in your body should subside completely. And this is cool because this process here is entirely testable. So if you, if you've identified the cause you've identified the symptom you've identified the cause you've taken action but the symptom is still there then you haven't understood the message yet so if if the the symptom is still there then go back and identify other causes and continue the process until you have successfully released the pain signal. And this is where having a coach is really helpful because a lot of the times you can't see your own blind spots, especially if you're very new to this type of um, listening to yourself. It's a skill set that you haven't yet acquired. Um, so again, a little pitch to our ending body burnout method. If you're feeling like, this is a solution that you haven't yet tried for your weird health issues, for your body burnout. Um, or you just love the idea of deeply connecting with yourself, finding your spark and becoming your own self healer, which is so empowering. Then jump on in to the ending body burnout method. Give yourself a Christmas present Um if you're listening to this in the new year, before the doors close, they do close in January. Um, new Year's resolution. Let's do it. Let's not create another New Year's resolution that only lasts for three days. Come into a beautiful supported container of transformation that will not only relieve and eliminate your symptoms, but will give you the most beautiful relationship with yourself and the most beautiful life because that's what happens when you do this deep root cause healing. You don't just get physical symptom relief. You get literally manifest everything in your life, which is amazing. Okay, so if you're feeling overwhelmed, irritable, frustrated, 
down or your body systems or symptoms are flaring up at this time during Christmas, I really hope that this episode gave you some really punchy insights and some new understanding around the way that you respond, not just to Christmas, but just to stress and overwhelm. And also that it's never just stress, that these triggers, these pain signals are here to give us a deeper message that it always, here's the thing, when you listen to yourself, only good things can happen. Um, and hopefully you can actually start implementing it right now so you can have a beautiful, happy and stress-free Christmas because Christmas is the most beautiful season. All right, I'm signing out now. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate you. If you'd like to give us extra smiles, drop us a review and spread the love by sharing this episode. You can also rate your own state of burnout and the root cause contributors by taking our Ending Body Burnout Assessment on our website. And if you're interested in learning about our group or one-on-one Ending Body Burnout programs, shoot us a DM via Instagram or Facebook. Have Have the the best best day day ever. ever.